Hello, hello. Here he Top is. Of the afternoon. Top of the morning, in your case. Mm-hmm. Keep it up. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Dedicated in bringing you all the latest information, news, and opinions. This is the best show for new and veteran guardians alike where we share tips, tricks, and tools to help you succeed and enjoy playing even more. So with all that said, let me hand you over to your hosts, the triumph-hunting titan night demon, the pink-panted pansy, Hiroti, and your hunter master agent, Mr. No One Responds in Real Life! Welcome to the show. I am Night Demon, joined... By parody this week. No respawn. He apparently has forgotten that it's his son's birthday, so he won't be attending this week's show. Possibly. Well, to be to be fair, he remembered the birthday, but then for, then it conflicted with the show. So, mm. you know, I I I'm told children are important. I mean, I guess you know, you should acknowledge their births. I I don't know. Uh, I you've got plenty. He's got a couple. I've got none. So I just I go with what people tell me. Yeah, just yeah, just go with that. But apparently we do have a not-half dropping in to give us some lore later. So we've got that to look forward to, if we can pull him away from his parties. His, his, smoked, his smoked ribs and his barbecue. I guess he can, he can spare a few minutes for us. He can. Maybe an hour or so. But yeah, hopefully, let's talk about what's happening next week in Destiny. Shax is going to bring both Showdown and bonus ranks to the Crucible. So Showdown is effectively clash with rounds. Two teams must duke it out to obtain as many kills as possible. Whatever team obtains more defeats wins the round. The first team to win three rounds wins. That's it. So it's basically clash, but you're clashing over and over again, sort of like a mini trials with less tilting. <laughs> now, if that's not really your thing, Capture Zone also returns, returns to Crucible Labs, which... Now, they say capture zone. Is that not zone control? Or is this yet something else they're going to unleash on us? Because <laughs> I really wish they would, they would pick their, their wording and go, because they were the same capture zone. I'm like, you mean zone control? Or or is every game mode just going to be them screaming at you, capture the zone for the love of all that is good in the world, capture the zones? This this is somebody's missing out at the beginning part of the bullet point and just gone, it's zone control. You've got to capture zones. And they've just copied and pasted and gone, capture zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Capture Zone, back in Crucible Labs. And if you're like, why are you telling me about PvP? I don't want to play that. You could also stop Brock Azan in the Arms Dealer Nightfall. Or if that's not your thing, we also have the Garden of Salvation Raid is our pinnacle for the week, and our Pit of Heresy Dungeon is our pinnacle for the week in those rotators. So go to your lovely Rotation Legend tab or um, pull them up where they are on the various planets, and you can play them for pinnacle loot this week. Yeah. And just apparently don't play Gambit. There's nothing. This week was double Gambit rank. Next week, nothing for you there. So yeah, next week you've got your Crucible ranks. The week after, it'll probably be your Vanguard. So plan accordingly. And if we were on top of things, we would be able to tell you when Iron Banner comes back. And I believe, wasn't that on the 12th of... Yeah, I believe it's, yeah, not next week, but the week after is our second and final Iron Banner week of the season. So the 12th of July. So I think they deliberately did that to avoid your July 4th weekend because, again, America is more important than the rest of the world. So, Mm -hmm. 
Yep. I think that's a bunch of seasons at least. I mean, I, I would say do it during the weekend because then you, maybe you've got more time to play. But yeah, you know, I guess we're supposed to be outside pretending like we're we're doing good things. And you have to keep your ear to the ground because we do have Bungie Day coming up on the 7th of the 7th. And sometimes they do stuff and sometimes they don't. Well, I say they don't. They they always do something, but sometimes it's in-game and sometimes it's, hey, buy this thing from our store or here's a free code for something. And it's only limited for 24 hours or something like that. So, yeah. Or, or we put something out into the world, go find it with your, you know, real world <laughs> tracking skills. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what it could be? Maybe they're going to get us all therapy this year since that's the theme of the season, working through our trauma. They're like, here, therapy for everyone on us. Well, I'm going to work you through your therapy of getting through your challenges for next week. So week six for your challenges. We have Sorrow Bound 6, complete Bound in Sorrow 6, and complete Lost Sectors throughout the system. And they'd like you to complete Bound in Sorrow 6 and 5 Lost Sectors. It doesn't have to be Legend or Master, it just did the Lost Sectors. That will give you Challenge XP+. Plus. Sparking Rage, complete Sever Rage, using only Arc Subclass or Arc Kinetic or Stasis Weapons. That will give you a Figment of Darkness and Challenge XP+. Plus. Now, this week's challenge, I'm just going to quickly go back to it, was another one of those ones, go back and play one of the seven missions. Right. And yeah, but do it with void, void, subclass, void, or stasis weapons. Yes, so it's called Empty Grief, and again, it gives you the Figment of Darkness Challenge XP+, and just void, kinetic, or stasis weapons. Do not make the same mistake that I did and play the same mission. I went to the selection picked the same the right mission went in played mm-hmm. the mission i played it three times before i had to go on reddit to find out what i was doing wrong because it didn't complete for me now i kept picking up the scythe and killing things with the scythe do not do that mm-hmm. because it doesn't work because it's solar and it took a reddit post to point out that i was being stupid and i shouldn't be stupid i should just follow the directions on what the challenge says so do not pick up that scythe even in week six where it says just arc or stasis do not do it because it won't complete and then they'll be running it over and over again going what am i doing wrong well picking up the big glowy stick of death i mean to be fair there are some triumphs for the season to pick up the big glowy stick of death and kill people with said scythe and the solar damage in the seven Mm -hmm. missions separate from doing Mm -hmm. the castellum and there is also a challenge or triumph to do uh seven missions or i think it's about 15 seven missions that you have to do even though there's like only seven or eight i don't know in total so you do have to replay them to actually get that triumph done so yeah we have vestiges of dread 2 throughout the season of the haunted collect vestiges of dread and pick up material nodes on the derelict leviathan Fifteen thousand of those add 40 materials and that will give you challenge xp plus glean cut Defeat combatants with glaives or sword. Final blows on the direct leviathan and defeat powerful cabal in any sever activity. So they'd like you to get 200 glaive or sword weapon kills and 30 powerful cabals. That will give you a figment of darkness. Challenge XP++ and nothing else. Just respect for getting all those things done. Apex armor. Masterwork a piece of armor. That will give you challenge XP++ and some bright dust. Absolutely stunning. 
stun 50 champions and that will give you challenge xp plus 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 lots of pluses and some bright dust 50 of those please thank you sir and crucible ornament acquire the crucible ornament for the chain of command machine gun that again will give you challenge xp plus 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 and some bright dust and that's your challenges for next week uh, are you Excellent. are you doing your challenges each week or are you leaving some of them I was I was very dutifully doing them the first three or so weeks of the season, and then I got derailed with works, and now I'm playing a little bit of catch up, which you this, can do. It's week, fine. Mm-hmm, yeah this this past week I basically played um, Gambit, and that was really about it. Gambit, and then did I did one tougher mission, catching up with last week, doing the the weekly challenge to do everything with Solar. At which point you can pick up the scythe and go nuts with it. Mm-hmm. But I had to check my loadout to make sure I just had the proper you know kinetic stasis or Solar weapon on and subclass. To make sure that I was, subclass. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, to make sure that I wasn't making the same silly mistake because I see a number of people making the same mistake. Going, I've done this. I've run this. Why is it not completing the scythe? The scythe when you do the the void one or now the arc one. <laughs> so yeah. What do you What do you think about redoing the the sever missions? I'm honestly really, I'm really enjoying still the Castellum and the and the, the nightmare containments, and I'm enjoying the sever missions. They're not too long. They're not too convoluted. Like. R- like running the same thing over and over again, I don't hate because it's just not like it, like, like it, it's sort of short and quick enough to get through and it's not big, long, like grindy sections. Like I sort of like the pacing of it. I like the speed of it. Yeah, it's, it's, I it's know what you like mean. The it's, there's nothing too complicated about it and it doesn't take too long to do it. It's just a quick kind of mission. It gives you a pinnacle for doing it the first time. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a quick kind of story thing and i understand some people's frustrations uh, again listening to other people and watching other youtubers mm-hmm. say that they don't like it they don't like going back to the leviathan it's kind of rehashed stuff but it is it is something that's possible you know it's come back in the system and it's nice to explore the places that we went before uh, am i expecting it to last longer than this season possibly no i mean I haven't gone back and done any of the PsyOps Battlegrounds since I completed all of that last season. I could. I could go back and play those. They were quite fun. But yeah. What was the last time you saw Xur or ran any dares unless you were trying to get something done there? Yeah. I mean, you can do the dares, uh, the, the master version of that to get a pinnacle if you're chasing pinnacles. But yeah, like you said, it's just one of those things that it's there. And if I want to do it, I can go and do it. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, they've got potential to add more stuff to the Leviathan and make it more explorable and expand on it in maybe not next season, but the season afterwards, but then you're going to have haters. You're going to have lovers of, of it, but yeah, it's, I've, I have been enjoying it. I've been enjoying the short story beats. I don't mind that, you know, one week we, we found out somebody has got an issue the next week they sat down with the counselor and they've got it resolved within a week, you know, space magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very powerful counseling. <laughs> just, just, you know, perform a sever mission and, you know, sever out those, those feelings and then you're all set. Mm. So for doing your weekly challenges, you have noticed that you get lots of bright dust and picking up bounties and doing those, you get some bright dust and you can use said bright dust in the Eververse store. Now that can be either on the director or going visiting the lovely lady in the tower. 
and she will give you stuff. If you give her real world money, she will give you some silver and then you can purchase it directly and don't have to wait weeks for the items to come up or just purchase the silver only items that are available each month. But if you're collecting hordes and hordes of bright dust and don't want to spend real world money, I can tell you next week for the Eververse calendar is the 28th of June. That's week six. For silver, we have the Swift Persistence Exotic Ship. That will be for 800 silver. We have the Weapon Ornament for the Black Talon Sword. That's your exotic sword. For That's called the Sunrise Saber. That will be for 700 silver. We have the Legendary Emote, the Knitting Project, for 500 silver. And then we have the Multiplayer Emote, Hacky Sack Pack. That's an exotic emote for 1,200 silver. So that's the real world money part. So for next week at Bright Dust, you do not need your concentrated matter gem, glimmer shards or scavenger's boons. Do not waste your Bright Dust on those because you have ghosts that can put mods on that can generate all of those different things. But if you would like the exotic ghost shell, the Ergon shell, which looks like a, an infected ghost shell from all that stuff that's on the Leviathan. That will be for 2,850 Bright Dust. We have the Live Disco Dance Legendary Emote for 700 Bright Dust. The Erismorn Projection for your ghosts, that will be for 1,500 Bright Dust. A lovely new shader, which is called Irident Sherret, and that's how I'm going to say it. Legendary shader for 300 Bright Dust. And then further down, we have our first gig exotic multiplayer emote for 4,250 Bright Dust. Multiplayer, that's why it's so much. So I'm guessing it's a band. Interesting. We have a rare emote called Finger Heart for 400 Bright Dust. The Battle Worn Shell, which is your exotic ghost shell for 2,850 Bright Dust. An ornament for the beloved sniper from the Leviathan. Uh, this is unloved to be cherished, and that will be 700 bright dust. Next, we have an exotic ship called Gigant's Carrier for 2000 bright dust. The weapon ornament for the Traveler's Chosen Sidearm for 1250 bright dust. And then finally, the Pegasus projection for your ghost, and that will be 1,500 Bright Dust. Something to spend your Bright Dust on, or silver, if you've got it. And then round to our Lost Sectors. Hello! So these are the places that you can go and get exotic armor pieces from each day. They will be a legendary, our master version, selectable on a flag outside. Uh, they will have champions in there that you need the mods to kind of get through. Or maybe not. If you're esoteric, you can just kind of burn them down with whatever weapons you like. I'm not telling you what to do. But I will give you some guides in the show notes if you are looking to what to do. So June 27th, we have the K1 Logistics on the moon, giving exotic legs. June 28th will be the K1 Revelations also on the moon, giving exotic arms. June 29th will be the K1 Communion. Again, on the moon, giving you chess pieces. June 30th will be the Confluxes on Nessus, giving you exotic helmets. July 1st will be the Metamorphosis on the Throne World, giving you legs. July 2nd will be Sepulchre on the Throne World, giving you arms. 
July 3rd will be extraction also on the throne world, giving you exotic chess pieces. And then July 4th, the Independence Day from everything, is the excavation site 12 on the EDZ, giving you exotic helmets. So that's your mm. eight-day rotation there. So if you really want to hurt yourself and try to get all the Lorelei helmets you can get, that's a good day to do that. Or you'll run the Lost Sector and just get nothing out of it because it hates you. Yeah, yeah, either way. Yeah, that's just... It depends. I, I, I mean, through the testing that we've done, it seems to be go and do the legendary versions, even though the Master 1 is a more common drop for the exotics to have kind of drop. It's just, it seems to work out that the legend ones are more generous. Yeah, and it's all RNG. So sometimes it, it smiles upon you, sometimes it just laughs and says, no, you can't have any of that. Again, if you're new to the game, make sure that you have done the Lost Sector ahead of time or on that day. You have to run through it first uh, without the flag being there. It won't be there. In, in actual fact, you have to run through it if you're a new guardian for it to actually show up on the map for then the flag to then show up to then be selectable if you're going to then go and do your um, exotic farming. Yep. Yeah, and if you haven't run through the Lost Sector, and it's also it's by character too. So even if you've run through every Lost Sector on your Hunter now since 2014, you still need to, if you're on your Warlock or Titan, you need to hop over and run that Lost Sector through one time, which if nothing else will give you a good refresher on where am I going? What am I doing? What's going to come at me here? Before you can actually go and try to do it do it solo for your exotics. And also, it's worth reminding people, yes, you must do it solo for the exotic. If you bring a friend, you will never get the exotic. You will just be sad. Like Respawn. But you do have a chance at Catalyst, so it's not all bad. Hmm. And if and this is where I'm just going to put another little, quick little plug for Lost Sector dot today. If you Ooh. wake up and you say, what Lost Sector is up today? Where can I go to find this? Just go to lostsector.today and it will tell you what lost sector it is, what the reward is, what the, you know, what champions am I going to face, how many champions there are, and just you know any little notes about like hey, there's a lot of these or hey, there's a lot of this shield, just a little sort of like you know your one-stop shop of I want to go do this, which one is up today? Is it a thing I want and you know how how easy am I going to get through it? Then if you look on our show notes, there's a billion places you can go to see you know, give me an exact walkthrough of the Lost Sector. Or just go to YouTube and search the name of the Lost Sector in your favorite streamer, and they've got it for you. It's all there. It is. So, what is happening this week at Bungie for the 23rd of June parody? Is there anything happening? Nope, nothing's happening. Everything, yeah. It's summer, everyone's on vacation, they've all bunked off, there's nothing going on, it's very See, quiet. that's what it is. I forget that you Americans, you have like your summer holidays already kind of started, whereas over here, it's coming up at the end of July, I think. Yeah, July is, is when the kids break up, and we only have, I think, a six-week holiday, whereas you guys seem to have June, July, and August before you kind of decide to go back to school. Yeah, it, it, sort, of, it sort of depends. I know, like, back back in my day, when I was a young whippersnapper, like, you know, it would be, we would go to like June and then we start in like the first week of September, but now it's slowly sort of shifting forward where you're back in school toward the end, maybe middle, maybe even early August. And uh, maybe you're out in May to compensate. Maybe you're out in June. It just sort of depends on, depends on many things. It's a big country. There's lots of, lots of variety. Uh, but I mean, if you aren't on vacation or even if you are on vacation, 
there's there's trials of Osiris. He, he's he, that guy's back with some freelance. I guess not Osiris himself, but you know, trials of Saint Fourteen is back with freelance. I don't know what Osiris is up to. I assume laying around, not Sleeping being in the garden anymore. I think he's still in his coma, in story wise, anyway. Mm, well, then, yeah, I guess so. So chilling, but not quite in a pleasurable way. Um, there's also some some patch notes, uh, some mental health resources, and uh, some season of the haunted storyline. We should get a wee bit hefty. And, uh, you know, it's here to hit us in the feels, and uh, I guess with that, we'll get into getting our birdseed ready. So, do you have all your birdseed? Have you stepped into the birdseed? Because Trials of Osiris Freelance is back. Or we'll, we'll be back next weekend, you know, sort of in the weekend as you hear this. So, the first Freelance Trials of Osiris weekend for Season of the Haunted is which means more opportunity to check out the ultra-competitive PvP mode, and if you're curious what it has to offer, um, engrams. It has engrams to offer. You could go to the lighthouse, you could receive adept things, but most likely you're playing it for engrams. So freelance weekend is a good weekend as any. Just um, you know, stop on your favorite podcast, audiobook, uh, or just put the music on in the background to uh, soothe your savage nerves as you jump into to trials, freelance or otherwise. Have you touched trials at all this season? I think I did the first week. Um and and that's it. I mean, it's very rare that I I do manage to get onto trials at the weekends anyway, maybe late on Monday, Tuesday, depends on when the podcast is kind of edited and put out is when I can get on. But work at the weekend and then I'm free for the rest of the week. So it's quite hard to to get onto the, the popular mode that everybody else likes, which is probably why I like Iron Banner more, is that I know it's going to be there all week and I don't have to worry about trying to rotate family around it. Yeah, you can sort of play it at your leisure. I've I've been in the same boat. It's I've I mean I, I do sort of wait for these freelance weekends when it's a zone control weekend, which I think it is currently. You know, I, I sort of try to wait for the specialty weekends. If nothing else, I figure there's probably a couple more people stepping foot into it that may not be there. But I've had the same problem. I've been out on the weekends and yeah, maybe maybe I'll catch it on a Monday Monday evening, but even then it's sort of rare, so I just run the same problem. I like Iron Banner because I can step into it for a couple of minutes or an hour, you know, in the evening, any time during the week. But weekends, weekends are tougher. Speaking of tougher, have you read any of this? You know, Bungie has, well, I, I, I can't really say put out, but it has been made public, all of the court proceedings and filings about the big uh, copyright takedown issue that, you know, people were suffering from YouTube earlier this year. Uh, yeah I, I saw the paul tassie video on it and which was quite funny because when he was covering it it was literally the the stuff that we'd covered when it first broke do you remember meeting you about there was a law channel that i found i put in our show notes that basically went over what actually happened where there was a a youtuber that had been copyright stroke copyright struck and then he was then going on and pretending to be bungee and copyright mm-hmm. striking other people so that he could get his content then back up because mm-hmm. he'd been accidentally struck down by something i think he had put out that there was another guy that was doing it and he was just copying it but i think what it boils down to is that he was doing something that bungie weren't happy with and actually officially got copyright struck and now he's kind of facing a lot of penalties for what he did to the rest of the community yeah yeah so if you're if you've been aware of it, you know, we're not going to get into the nitty gritty here because honestly, um, we're not a legal podcast. And uh, even though this individual's name has been made public, Bungie, Bungie, you know, 
is putting in the TWAB and we're going to reinforce. Do not harass the person. Don't attack them. Don't pile on. They, no, I think they've got enough on their plate. Yeah, they, I mean, they're already, they're already dealing enough with what's going on. Their names, their, you know, their actually, you know, screen name and whatever made public with all the, the court filings and whatever. Don't, don't, don't be another child and hop on and be like, ah, and just do stupid things. Just, you know, they're already having enough problems to deal with. Just let it lie. But that, I mean, that being said, you know, Bungie has gotten to the bottom of it and, you know, don't. <laughs> yes. I, the YouTube system is still stupid and terrible and maybe this will make some change there, but that doesn't mean you should go and abuse the system because you're also going to get found out eventually through <laughs> yeah anyway i don't know it, uh there's there's so much to get into but i don't want to get into any of it because it's just because it's, it's no. not it's not destiny that's why it's 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 really not and golly golly what a season night demon <laughs> what a season we have indeed golly indeed they they really enjoy these twops and i really enjoy them enjoying these twops uh, so our phenomenal player support team is back to go over some of the known issues that Bungie is aware of. Uh, things that have flared up over the seasonal challenges for Sever, and for those curious about the inner workings of Destiny 2, here's what they have to say in their report below. Guess what? We're getting a hotfix. More maintenance? <gasps> Shocking. Yeah. I know. Shocking? Hotfixes? Maintenance? This is also our reminder or for if you have Twitter, follow Bungie Help on Twitter. Bungie Help, all one word. Because it just helps you keep track of, hey, is the game acting weird because the game's acting weird and they don't know about it? Or is the game acting weird because it's down for maintenance or there's back-end maintenance or, you know, they're going to start maintenance and kick you to orbit for a minute, but then you can get back on and play. It's just a good way to keep track of, what is the health of my beloved game and is it healthy? So on Tuesday, June 28th, Hotfix 4104 is going to be released into the world. And really, you're tired of me saying it by now. 9 a.m. Pacific, 1600 UTC. Maintenance begins 15 minutes later, everything goes offline. 45 minutes later after that, the patch rolls out to you. And in five hours after that, I had to, had to count on my fingers. It's been, been a long morning so far. <laughs> five hours after that, maintenance completes. So theoretically, now they say maintenance begins, game's offline, Fix goes out, maintenance completes. So theoretically, we're going to have a five-hour downtime, or are they bringing the game back online when they bring the patch out an hour? Hmm. I'm, I'm guessing the part they forgot to mention is when the patch goes live at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1700 UTC is when the games will be, you know, back up and running because it rolls out to all platforms Some, Yeah, and sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. It's sometimes when its yeah. maintenance is complete that it then comes back up online. Depends on what they're actually fixing. Yeah, so uh, hopefully that's the case. We'll, I guess we'll see. Okay, yeah. So, so for I, I went to the you know again, Bungie puts the server maintenance update status page in the twelve for a reason. So I went to go look, and they don't have this upcoming maintenance listed there yet. But the last patch they did for one hundred three that they released on the fourteenth of June. Yeah, at, at ten a.m. Pacific, seventeen hundred UTC. You know that page says. Players will be able to walk back into Destiny 1 and 2. So it does look like it is an hour of downtime. And then you'll be able to walk back into the game. But then there is an additional four hours of maintenance after that completes. So hopefully it'll be down, you know, down for an hour, 45 minutes. You'll be back, able to get back in. But as always, it's maintenance. You know, when they're doing maintenance, more things could happen. It could take you a little bit longer. Just be ready for it. 
So as far as what is going to be in patch 4104, here's what our here's what our fixes are going to be. They're fixing an issue where players could shoot through barricades, Ward of Dawn, thin walls when the piercing sidearm artifact mod and the armor piercing round weapon mods were equipped. So presumably, this will also be when our piercing sidearms artifact mod it will be re-enabled, the one that they disabled weeks ago and you haven't been able to use or even purchase. So if you've been trying to pick it up from your seasonal artifact and you pick it up and then it doesn't allow you to actually pick it up, that's why it's been disabled all this time. So if you've been excited to use your trespasser to pierce things, um, that should be enabled after Tuesday's patch. They fixed an issue where the Crucible Million Shader effects caused unintended photosensitivity issues. So that's not good times. They're investigating the special effects of the nightmare containment activities, also causing unintended photosensitivity concerns. So if you've got any issues around photosensitivity, maybe hold off on the nightmare containment. Maybe, I don't know, just something to be aware of. They don't they don't give any more details on what the effects are, but you know, if, if again if it's something that affects you, maybe go check out the known issues page, see if there's more details on that. They fixed an issue where the wings of a sacred dawn did not did not offer a proposed airborne effectiveness buff. Uh, so we have a number of our airborne effectiveness buffs. So basically, the Wings of Sacred Dawn, the Peregrine Greaves, and the Peacekeepers are now going to do the airborne effectiveness buff that they should be giving you to begin with. I feel like there were two listed there that they said were bugged that they left out. I don't remember which two those were. But, so at least the Wings of Sacred Dawn, Peregrine Greaves, and Peacekeepers are going to get fixed. They're also fixing an issue where the Master Vault of Glass Raid did not have all the challenges active when available through the new raid in Dungeon Rotator. So, when it's up on the rotation, now it should have the proper challenges active when they say they're going to be active. And as always, when we fix things, and by we mean Bungie, there's more broken things. So the pattern for crafting the Nezerak's Whisper cannot be untracked. So I guess if you're tracking the Nezerak's, yeah, Nezerak's Whisper, I think believe that's a glaive. Uh, it can't be untracked, so it's tracked forever now. Defeating targets while radiant and with knock them down is not refunding melee energy when used with Caliban's hand. The Callus mini tool and Drang Baroque do not update to gold masterwork borders after upgrading to two enhanced traits. You still get the benefit, but it doesn't give you the pretty border for it. And the empty seasonal grief challenge will not be completed if a player picks up the side that still belongs in the final <laughs> encounter or use of weapon traits that can cause explosions. So that's what I didn't know about. So if you're using something such as Dragonfly, maybe turn that one off too, because if it causes explosions, that can also ruin your run if you're trying to use the do the Empty Grief Seasonal Challenge. Players should complete the encounter with their equipped weapons to complete the challenge. Just, yeah, air on the side of caution there. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So the Lion Ramparts... And the sealed Amankara's grasps are not being fixed in this patch. So Peacekeeper, Peregrine Greaves, Wings of Sacred Dawn, those are getting your airborne effectiveness patches. The sealed Amankara grasps and your Lion Rampant are not getting fixed in this patch, at least not according to the patch notes. So there we go. So Arf is back, as promised, again, which is a surprise to everybody, even himself. So strap in for some not half ass lore. This is from the book Lucent Tales. We are chapter...
369, Chapter 10, Spectre. Type. Personal investigative report. Parties. 1. Ghost type. Designate Spectre. Associations. Light. Lucent Hive. Transcript follows. Post-illumination day. 017.10.23. Arrived on scene. Victim is a thrall. No identity. Cause of death? Fractured neck due to blunt force trauma. Traces of light detected. Nabinki interviewed the primary suspect. I prefer talking to their own and don't respond to things. Even things that bring them back from the dead. Overheard confession. Suspect is Knight. Identified as Urak Stalin. Victim's commander. Reported that when his ghost detected light within the victim, Urak Salan executed him for theft. Open and shut case. PLD 018.13:44. Three more deaths fitting same pattern. Internal artifacts of light. Victim summarily executed. But circumstances raise more questions. Thralls don't partner with ghosts. Should be unable to receive or carry light. Nabinki tasked to investigate. Suspect an organised smuggling ring. Potential human or fallen infiltration. PLD 018.14.57 Encountered suspect thrall. No identification. Classified POI-7. Test confirms traces of light. Nabinki applied standard hive interrogation techniques. Extracted confession after extended accession. BOI-7 admitted to stealing light, keeping it in urns. Also implicated a superior acolyte. Doesn't add up. PLD-018.19-12 Requested time alone with the suspect to establish rapport. Nabinki hesitated. Doesn't like being spoken to unbidden, but acquiesces. POI-7 admitted to giving false confession to end visceral hive interrogation. Claimed complete ignorance to the light's origins in his system. When asked about unusual activity, reported that his symbiote feels sated without need for bloodshed or tithing. PLD-018 Dot 19 colon 33. Consulted Nabinki for context regarding teething. Apparently high function on a system of energetic kickbacks paid up the ladder, ending with the queen. Would have been useful to know earlier, suspect this network may be impacted by introduction of light. Nabinki confirms light exhibits a negative pressure within the system, maybe pushing trace amounts back through it have submitted theory to our command for further investigation. PLD 019.06.30 Partner acknowledged me this morning. Established eye contact. Potential illness. PLD 019.07.42 On my recommendation, POI-7 executed for perjury. So, 
initially, what what do you guys get from this? Because what I'm getting is this is an investigation to why the non-risen krill, sorry, the risen krill, yeah, and the lucent hive, why the why the lucent hive have the light. Okay, so these are ghosts doing this investigation, aren't they? Because of the the lucent. Uh, a ghost and its acolyte. Yeah. Or night. Fair enough. Yeah. But they they're still running by um, hive rules. Did you did you get that as well? No. Uh, I Basically, it... the t- according to hive tradition, to interrogate someone, you basically torture them. Okay. Yeah. I I get that yeah. bit, but there's still there's kind of a a human aspect to it. The the investigations and the times and logging is i feel that's a human side of what the ghost is doing that's that's the ghost doing that yeah that's what the ghost knows even one that's been untethered well he's tethered to i'm presuming he's tethered to the the hut the hive night or the risen krill that's doing the investigation because they think that the non the lucent hive stealing light yeah but what they actually discover in this maybe it's actually reversing the tithing process now can you remember what the tithing process is the the thrall kill take enough for themselves yeah pass it up the ladder and then pass it up the ladder then the acolyte kills accepts his tithe takes enough for himself and a little bit more to grow and then passes up the ladder, and then it goes up to the knight, wizards, ascendant hive. Um, it feeds the worms as it goes up. Yes. Yeah. Now, from what I get from this, the light is beginning to go the opposite way. Yeah. So it's going witch queen down instead of going thrall up. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And they don't know this yet, so they're investigating to why all of these sudden these acolytes and these thrall have traces of light in them. And he's beginning to discover at the end there that it's flow. It looks like it's exerting a negative pressure and actually flowing backwards down the chain. And that's why their worms don't need to kill, or well, not so much kill, but um, be fed. Be fed. Yes. That's so a better word with for it. with the witch queen actually getting the light. And she doesn't have a worm at this point? Is this... No. No. Okay, so she hasn't got the worm, but she's got the light. So how does that then, when the light pushes down and it kind of suppresses the need for them to feed their worms, how does that work? Um, well, they've, they've always eaten... They've always fed on light. Always. But they, they had to traditionally kill guardians and other light bearers to actually gather the light this is why the hive kill there is a certain amount of light in everything so they take that power and then pass it up the chain they like killing guardians because we have more light i think there was a bit in the great disaster and uh, the help when, when we opened the hellmouth Aris told us how or one of the one of the ghosts was saying how they they saw the light being stripped or flayed from from a guardian and fed to thrall. So Thr- this is thrall? Way, thrall. Back, way back in Crota. So this is Eris's team, is it that went down? Into yes, the- Eris's fire team. 
Ah, okay. So do you think and that so has the, anything to do with Eris, the then? No, I yeah. don't. I thought I you were going to say possibly. Do you do like saying possibly and... for some things. I don't think it's got anything to do with Eris. What I think it's more to do with, the Hive have got the light now. So they've, it's following this tithing chain, but working backwards. So instead of going up the chain, it's coming down the chain, and that's why you're finding traces of light in in other in in part of the parts of the lucent brood, not okay. the risen not the risen krill, the lucent brood itself, the bo still bonded one. Now this hive is actually then sating their worms, so it's making given like I said it like last week, it's given them more time to concentrate on themselves and having to worry about constantly killing to keep themselves fed. Okay. So just a, a question about the, the whole story in general. Do you think this was something that Bungie had in mind from the get-go when they introduced the Hive, that the Hive possibly were were considered to be Wilders of the Light? And that's well, it's been like hinted at many times before, just that we haven't picked up on it until now. Bungie have always said they have a story in mind. Mm. They said they already know the story, and chances are they already have the have the ending in mind. And you know yourself, off a, off a, when you when you start a story, you have to have a beginning, middle, and end. So they've got an idea, what's act, a, a genuine rough idea, what's going to happen, and a genuine events. Well, that wasn't the case when we had a, had originally Destiny One. There was kind of this. We, I mean, it's very popularized that it was all kind of a broken up story. Then they kind of got themselves in order and went, "Right, well, we know what we're doing now." But I was just wondering, how far back does it go? Back as far as the Taken King? Is that where it kind of started? That maybe possible. Well, I think it's def definitely pre Crota. They had this idea when because okay. they had to basically rewrite the beginning of beginning of Destiny, didn't they? Yeah. So it's definitely uh, back before Crota because that all ties the Crota part ties into actually br bringing his dad in uh, yeah. Oryx and and start beginning to introduce us to a wider world. Yeah, Hive seemed to be the quite a big pull for story kind of well story beats in Destiny, where we had like the Crota. I mean, Crota is one of those things where it was looked on fondly now. But I think at the time people were a bit underwhelmed by it, even though it was quite fun to do. It was quite a short raid. But I think that whole kind of story was a, a very nice beat to then suddenly launch into the Taken King. And then, you know, the Witch Queen now that we're in, as they've always kind of been these big things that have been really exciting to get into. They were, they was, they were still developing the um, the actual what they wanted back way back when. Now, if you put a raid as we have it now... Back in when we when we had the Crota raid, hmm. people wouldn't know what to do. What do you mean? Well, the the mechanics we have now in raids have developed over that over five six years after the raids come out. So they thought, they've looked at them and they've developed and evolved over that time. So to look at a raid that we have now to say it's a raid comparable with um with Crota and the Dark Below. No, you you can't you can't even compare the two because of the evolution of the thing over over time. Yeah, and and now they have to make it. We don't see raiders that hard now. Some of us, but do. if if you well yeah <laughs> I, yeah, but if you, if you take one of the raids we have now and put it back then, 
they would find that incredibly tough. The puzzles and stuff we have now. Yeah. 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 The complexity and mechanics have just gone way up from what it used to be. But that's expected of Bungie now. That's expected. uh, Mm -hmm. We expect them to do that. It's not a case of, well, when they brought back Vault of Glass, it was the the same raid, but there was ever so slightly different mechanics to make it more up to date. Yeah. They they realise they can't just get the um, the vault of glass as it was, rewrite the code, stick it in, and away you go. Because people would just absolutely jump all over it, and they, it would be the quickest raid race in history. Yeah, um, and I think the thing you've got to think about now is that if you look at the raids that we had in Destiny One, where we had the dark below with Crota, that would be considered now as one of those raid layers that we had with Leviathan. Yep. It was such a short raid, but it, it's kind of class as its own in context to what we've got now in Destiny 2. If, if you take one of our Master Nightfalls now, they would have classed, almost classed that as a raid back then. Yeah, they're, they're extremely hard, yeah. Right, shall we move on to Imaru? Yes. The light of the Wellspring spilled out below them. From the palace tower, Imaru watched the churn where it met the darkness. New waves eroding an ancient shore. The flash of muzzle fire was visible from this perch, even if the combatants weren't. He huffed and shuddered, trying to remember how to speak as he watched guardians unprovoked assault into their ascendant plane. No better than scorn, he growled. Savathun turned from the honey-sweet music only she could hear and stroked her ghost. Ah, child. Mine as you are. You still only see their actions, not the chains that drag them to their inevitability. Just as Hive must test, humans must control. And failing that, attack. You must not take it personally. Attacking the unknown is their nature. We go see unknown. Imara pulled free of her affections. We lived with them, saved them. Now they're ripping through us. Damn ungrateful if you ask me. Surely you don't believe they're punishing you for disobedience. Are they? His voice was dark and hard, and he paused to recenter. Everyone. Fallen. Bex. Even Hive. Every last one of them knows you don't shit the medic. But nobody told these jokers, apparently. Your anger is understandable. The Witch Queen pulled Amaro to her embrace once more, and slowly his shivers of rage calmed. Humans fear death, and you were suckled on their teeth. But the Hive know death as the Unseen Sister. It is she who welcomes you home to rest, and who allows you to rest when you prove able to take it. Imaru stared out in silence at the distant flashes of battle. Imaru turned back to face the flashes of rifle fire on the distant shore. Not anymore. 
Okay, so we'll see by that that uh, Imaru doesn't like the f doesn't like killing ghosts, whether it be them killing ghosts or well, he didn't like the fact that we were killing ghosts, mm. and he didn't want them to kill ghosts either. But now it's a case of well, you're doing it to us, we're going to do it to you. And he got quite upset about it by the look of it. But surely, as a ghost, he would be prime to kind of do the negotiations and speak to our ghosts as a kind of go-between and, and say, hey, look, this this is wrong. What we're doing is wrong. Let's parlay. Okay, but what's stopping us when he turns up in his hive shell for us to grab him out of the air and go squash? Hmm... Yeah, like we've done with every other hive ghost, we apart from Finch, that have actually popped out. Yes. Yeah, Any other hive go ghost apart from Finch that has popped out, we've gone grab squash. Well, if he, yeah, if he'd have come to us in the same way that Finch had and said, "Look, hey, I'm I'm not here to kind of cause any trouble. I just want to talk." If if there was no giant hive behind him, like with Finch there might be some kind of conversation that we could strike up. It's possible, but we went we went right in there thinking Finch isn't a good bloke originally, and we were all ready to put him down. We probably still are. Oh, yeah, there is that. But I like Finch. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a good um, viewpoint. Good viewpoint. It it is a good it, it, to look at it from a different viewpoint and see everybody's opinion on the whole thing is actually a good thing to do on this. Hmm. And it, it's interesting that at this point Savathun isn't like kill kill kill. She's like very reserved with be, be still little one you'll be fine. Yeah, just I, she doesn't seem to have that killing nature at this point of let's just wipe the guardians out. She's more reserved at this point and wants to hold back. Maybe she wants to Absolutely. talk and negotiate. So moving on, our next book is... This is Harmonia, Another Ghost. Type, spine, firebird, AU.6.31309.B. Parties, two. Ghost type, designate, coral, harmonia. Associations, light, unbonded. Ambient audio logs, transcript follows. Oh, man, sorry. No, I'm serious. Look at this, Cassagella. Wouldn't it be one for the get to blossom year-round? Rain or shine? You want to get the light to a plant? There's no rule book. Why can't I get the light to a plant? Or a pigeon? Oh, maybe a dog. You want law? Get a dog. That's what humans say. You get like this. Look, I just think it's dumb that we're only supposed to get the light to humans. And a book. I mean... Are they even human? And answers. Come on, they're flying machines. All any of them want to do is fight over stuff they want. 
they want glimmer, they want glory, they want knowledge. Whatever it is, they climb all over each other trying to get it. I mean, look at just what happened to Kate Six. He got the light, but then went rushing off alone, chasing fame or fun or whatever it was, and got himself and his ghost killed in the process. Ah, fine. If that's the way you feel, go raise a house plant instead then. Go bond with a geranium and sit it on a windsill all day. Nah, I think it'd be cool to raise a hive. What? I mean, not really. It's just... I'm a mind. You've been reading those ghastly books of sorrow everybody's been passing around, haven't you? Hello. I just think humanity could learn a lot from them. It's cool how all the hive have this one singular purpose. They all work toward together, you know. Yes, one singular purpose of destroying the universe. No, outlasting the universe. And isn't that kind of what we're doing with our galaxy? Fidens. Subjects beyond range. So that is Coro and Harmonia. Mm-hmm. It seems they're both looking for their risen. And I'll call it Risen. And one of them's got some strange ideas. So he's become very disillusioned with raising or resing a, a human awoken or exo and saying, effectively, let I want to be a tree. Well, sort of, yeah. They, I think they're saying that they could give the, give the light over, to anything. Oversimplifying it a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, they, they want to give the light to something. I think maybe like you said last week, where they've just been bobbing around for so many millennia, just not actually finding the right one because the right one wasn't there at the time. Yeah. And now they're kind of, oh, I, I could do anything if, if I feel like it. And then he's got this niggling in the back of his head going, res the hive, res the hive, res the hive. And he's like, maybe I should do that because that is yeah. the right thing to do at that point. Yeah, because they each ghost, as we know, has an individual that's destined for them. Be it a hive, be it a human, awoken or exo. Um now I do believe I, I well <laughs> do believe. But do I, we I, to I believe do, you? Uh, <laughs> sorry, just going off on a complete tangent there. Um now I do believe that Ghost can res a hive as the hive was chosen by the light. Then mm-hmm. why not an a, a um an elixir? Because they were chosen by the light. Yeah, I mean that does add a a very interesting question or pose an interesting question as yes, but they already had the light. So what happened to their ghosts? We haven't kind of explored that yet, which is another interesting thing. Well, they use the light in a different way. I don't think they got ghosts as, as such because we got the light. We were chosen to be uplifted, mm-hmm. and we got the light. Yeah, yeah. And our lifespans tripled, okay. or over tripled. You had people living over three hundred years, right? And that became our golden age. Then, only when the traveller was threatened. When the darkness came into the system, or is this, or is as we know now, it's the witness and his disciples. Mm-hmm. That's when the ghosts came out to try okay. and protect us, or help us protect ourselves. 
Okay, so they've started protecting the hive. Why haven't they started protecting the elixir? That's a very good question, which I don't have an answer to. But what I'm saying, because the hive were previously chosen by the light, it stands to reason that they could be chosen by a ghost. Okay. So in the order of things, if it went according to plan, it should have been Hive first, then Elixney, and then us? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and that, many others in between. That is interesting that, yeah, the light hasn't kind of touched the Elixney or gifted them anything as such, seen as we kind of formed that bond last year. But the, because the light raised them up, it allowed them to develop things like the spice, Splicer Gauntlet. Yeah. And the, their technologies. Is that sort of in replacement of, you know, sort of your, you know, raised well, no, up by the light, so you get no, this the, thing versus that's, that that's, thing? That's all part of the raising up. And hmm. giving them their golden age. Okay, so they've they've kind of had their golden age, like we had our golden age, but then they still haven't been gifted with the like ghosts ability thing yet that's right okay so is each so i mean obviously you know you know humans we see lifted up by the light given ghosts respawning same thing with the loose and brood of the hive could it be that the light chooses to sort of lift up different races different species in different ways or it could be or, or well, is it sort of a, i mean you know i mean we sort of, we have the sample size of two of both of these civilizations got ghosts, got sort of, you know, longer lifespans, more or less immortality. But the, the, the Traveler only created ghosts on Earth. Mm -hmm. He has created different, well, it has created different things on different worlds. You had the gift mask in the black, gift mask in the black hole. Uh, is, was that for the Ecumen? Something like that. And the Hive destroyed them and stripped the gift so mask there, of its so light. Now, it could be with the Elixir that the Traveller had, had actually already left when the, uh, the the Dark Fleet arrived. Okay. Mm, so just a case of bad timing. Like, like if if the fleet, if the Dark Fleet had arrived when the Traveller was there, then maybe we'd, we'd be playing a whole different, you know, we'd be playing or, you know, you know, our character's living a whole different story today. That's right. Just sort of dumb luck, more or less, that we got chosen first. So... <laughs> Just explain this to me. So the the traveller gave the light to the Elixir and then yes. it went on its way. So yes. technically, they are still gifted with the light. They or are. Not. So, they are. So, okay. so are ordinary humans because they are still living and they're much more living to beyond 250 years and they are much more intelligent than they once were. Okay. So splicers are the equivalent of our guardians at this point where we have the ghosts they have the splicer technology possibly okay and then on the oh, hive... I'm, only saying possible. I'm not oh, committing no. to yeah. anything on this <laughs> because it's all all theoretical and all if buts and maybes and what would be the equivalent of the hive is that the lucent hive yeah, that's right. That's okay. the, it looks like that's the way it's going now with these last pages. That's a good point. Uh, that now the traveller's actually got in there and given them the light. His gift to them is they don't have to kill. Do you think that at some point that the traveller's going to give the light to the Cabal? Or do you think that's completely out of the question? 
I wouldn't put it past him. Her. I it... wouldn't put it past the traveller at all. Yeah. But he has to. He has to. To do that, he would have to leave our system. I've got to stop calling him he. I don't know why. It has got to leave our system because traditionally the traveller will arrive. He will come. Mm-hmm. He will gift you with the light. He will uplift you, and then he will leave. But then now, he hasn't left our system, but he's gifted no. Savathun with the light within our system. She had already been chosen, though, yeah. millennia ago. But we don't know if the Cabal had been chosen a millennia ago, and then just because of what you know, stuff that's happened that we don't know as yet, that they were like passed over, or maybe their home planet was that. Is it Tora Bottle? Was Tora destroyed. Bottle, yeah. Was that destroyed? Wasn't it? Uh, that was hit by, well, it was a trick by Savathun to pull Zevor Wrath into the system, and uh, yeah, he destroyed it. Well, I don't know if he destroyed the planet, but certainly he era- went in and uh, killed the Cabal on on Torobottle, or those that didn't escape. Okay. Because we know we know um, Keitel was uh, on Torobottle when he arrived. So she could be like the the last pure breed of cabal that are in our system and through like different story beats could then be gifted with the light as Savathun has been gifted with the light. It, it's possible. But then I believe from the, travel, the traveler's past record, it would be after he left our system. So is he due to leave our system now that he's gifted Savathun as well? Is that what we're kind of moving well, no, towards it, with Lightfall? He'd already the the traveller had already chosen so the the Krill. Mm-hmm. We we know this through the the law from the uh, from the last raid. Yeah, um, but that's now, what I'm saying they, is that we just would, don't know. They were tricked by tricked the by the darkness and that well the worms were tricked by the darkness into enslaving the um well or giving the darkness to the Krill. Yeah. Um, now this the the darkness also tricked the uh, the krill into or the hive as they are now into believing the destruction of their home or destruction of their world, which it wasn't actually a destruction. It was they lived on. Um, it was almost like a, ga- a, a a sea planet where these continents lived, and they lived on one of these continents, and this continent was destroyed by a god. Uh, a god wave, as they called it. Yeah. This was um, done by a uh, a lunar alignment. So there were several moons, and one of them was the Traveller, and they called it the Zizigy. Now, because the Traveller was in that, and the the darkness and the worms wanted to turn the Krill against the Traveller, they said the tra- Traveller caused this. Yeah. So if the Traveller does move away from our system, technically, if the ghosts stay with us and the ghosts stay with Savathun, we will all still have the light to fight whatever comes to the system. Yes. It's it's still now, like a long-range beacon that will kind of still work with but the, the light. But the, the, problem, the problem, yes, that that is right. But the problem we've got with that, the further away the ghosts get from the Traveller, the harder it is for them to use the light. So what you're saying is that my super will charge slower the further it gets away. That's a very good way of putting it, yeah. 
until it potentially doesn't charge uh, until anymore. until yes. mayhem t- comes up so, in the crucible. So, again. Sorry, c- connection lost. Yeah, so it's it's similar to you know there's you know, you know in these deep space communications you get you know hundreds of thousands of light years away and yeah your your message will take longer and longer to get back so your your message of I'd like to res you takes longer and longer to happen until it stops maybe. So if we if we look into this like uh, as a respawn, if you've got a uh, a cell phone, mm-hmm. the further you move away from the transmitter, the weaker your signal gets. Yeah. Until eventually you can't make a call. Unless there are beacons throughout the system, unless we have a war mind that can kind of transmit that from planet to planet and direct the signal back to us. Do do we have anything that could actually transmit the light like that? I'm I'm sure. Rasputin can. Rasputin's a man. Well, he's not a man. He's not even a robot. He's nothing. He's an engram. Well, I'm sure he can if if he pulls his finger out. I mean, he'd have to start. He'd have to move it first. Yeah, baby steps. Yes. So, final page for our lucent tales is Jinx. An electronic jingle intrudes on the silent deep below. A cheerful electronic hymn in the Cathedral of Bone. Thralls peer in but quickly depart, their curiosity fleeting. Jinx has no time to teach them about music. She needs to concentrate. Her acolyte deserves to be perfect. She pauses her melodic chiming and gives the stray phalanges one last nudge into place. No ghost needs the entire corpse to bring their partner back. But this body? The body of her partner? was a sacred canvas. It deserved all the love and consideration as the painting itself. And with every nudge phalange, the anticipation grew more beautiful. The little ghost looked at the body, dangling and impaled, its core grotesquely punctuated against one of the gothic spires the hive so loved. She'd have preferred to lay it prone, more ceremonial and appropriate for the sacred moment where life returned to dead flesh. A guardian deserved perfection, but fate placed many limitations on a tiny, handless orb, and Jinx had long ago learned to make the best of disagreeable circumstances. She scanned the body once again, everything in its place. She taps her shells flat against the hollow cheek in what she knows will become a shared gesture of affection. Jinx bobs back and with only a moment's pause for butterflies in, well, she supposed not in her stomach, but somewhere. Her shell twists and splits into an array of wonder, bathing her acolyte in light. That lovingly placed finger moves first, twitching and clutching, and with a horrific noise that lies somewhere between suction and screaming. former corpse pulls herself free of the spine through her chest. The acolyte lashes out ferociously with a twisted limb, knocking Jinx to the floor and condemning her with a gurgling shriek. Brittle claws scrape into the eroding grip of a battled shredder, and the acolyte presses it with desperation in her own screaming maw. With a pull of the trigger, she falls limp again. Jinx stares down for some time, a gaze fixated on the painstakingly reconstructed finger, now limp against the weapon's trigger. She sags, then raises her lens high with a huff. I can keep this up as long as you can. 
A metal shell flap affectionately taps the stump of her neck before Jinx begins again, her voice settling once more in a cheerful hum. On a jokey note, the biggest thing I get from that is, Hi, friend. <laughs> Don't run. We are your friends. Well, every time I was reading Phalanges, I just keep thinking of... Um, friends. friends. Regina yeah. Phalange. Regina Phalange, yeah. Yeah. Like, is it, I thought it was a made-up word at the time, but obviously it was. <laughs> no, it's actually a body part now. I can't remember if it's a tendon or something like that, but I, I want to say it's in the foot or the hands or something like that. Possibly the hands, because that's what we were kind of focusing on, weren't we? That her positioning fingers and hands at that point. Mm. Well, I thought it was neck, but again, that could be a friend's It's possible. Thing. It's definitely a body part. Yeah, we'll go with body part. Right and left phalange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so as we're seeing here, this 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 ghost is committed. Mm-hmm. I, I, I saw, I see this as it's trying to make its hive perfect. It's always been told your ghost will bring you back to your most powerful form. Okay. Now, we can see, like, uh, Sagira did it with Osiris, and he, he just threw out multiple supers in different subclasses, and he wrecked the place. But what I'm getting from this is that the Hive, once they've been kind of resurrected, are like, no, I don't want to be resurrected. I died. Just leave me alone kind of thing. Go away. I don't Do want... Do you want to know why? Um... Uh... Maybe because they've just had enough of feeding the worm. No. No? No, no, no. Look at the hive that was outcast on Mars. Now you're going to have to remind it? me because I can't War Warmind campaign. Yeah. What was are you thinking Zol- of? No, 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 no. Zol was the worm. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think of the ne- the dude's name. What dude? Son of Oryx. Oh, the one of the wizards, the, the big wizard no, at the Chris. end. Nocris. Nocris, that's it. Nocris is a wizard. Yeah. Uh, no, he's a necromancer. He brings things back from the dead, which was seen as, as heretical and not of the sword logic. And he was outcast. But he had. So did he have the support of Zol at that point? Um, He went to see Zol after he was outcast. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. we look at. The the way this ghost is bringing back this hive, and it sees it. No, then you've got to remember the sword logic as well on top of this. And with them bringing them back, this hive this hive has died. This hive knows he's died. Yeah, and he's accepted he's dead. And to bring him back is the biggest heretical thing we could do for them. Mm-hmm. Or the the ghost with it, and that's why it's like, no, this isn't right. I should be dead. I should stay dead. You can't bring me back. Bang! It's almost like a a going against their deepest religions. Apart from Nocris. Apart from Nocris, because he didn't believe in the sword logic. So could potentially Nocris come back if a ghost res him, and then Nocris did come back. He was in the interference missions. We've killed him again. Do you remember the way back when, when the uh, pyramid ships first arrived, and we were having to do the weekly missions to try and speak to the darkness? Vaguely. 
Yes. Well, mm-hmm. that was Nocris helping cause the interference. And it was Nocris that taught Savatoon all about necromancy. Okay. Hmm. So Nocris could be back at some point. Possible. Unlikely. In my in my view, it's unlikely. But yes, it, it, it is definitely possible. Necromancers are hard to get rid of. It's, it's not so much the necromancer that's hard to get rid of. It's all, everything he throws at it. It's all, it's all the dead things that you kill again and he brings back. <laughs> he keeps throwing at you. Yeah, I mean, how is that different from what we've got now with Lucent Hive? Exactly. That's why it's heretical in the Hive's form. So, in really, Nocris was kind of ahead of his time. He He must have known that at some point, or even thought, had some kind of inkling that which is why he went to the worm to gain more power yeah i still can't get over zol being on mars but he was he was uh, almost frozen not stasis the war mind froze him yeah in place and that's why I, even worm the war mind managed to freeze in place but then we've got one of those worms on the pyramid ship as well haven't we oh no we've got the mother worm on the yeah Remember the five worm, the five worms. There uh, you got uh, uh, Aka, Zol. I can't remember the names off the top of my head. I got three of out, three out of five. And then you've got the worm on the pyramid ship, which is actually their mother. Is that worm still alive on the pyramid ship? It was. Whether it's still alive now or. I don't know. I believe it. It might just be gone into some sort of... Hibernation? Yeah, deep hibernation or something like that. So are the the worms... The worms are tethered to the darkness or not? The worms were made by the darkness. Okay. Well, the worms weren't made by... (laughs) The worm gods weren't made by the darkness. The parasitic symbiote worm was made by the darkness. Okay, so where did the worms no. sit within light or dark? I believe in the dark. Okay. Now they were they were imprisoned for something which hasn't been explained at all in the depths of the fundament, and they were being guarded by the Leviathan. Which isn't the Leviathan that we've got in the system. It's not Callus' ship. It's a different Leviathan. No, this was a being. Okay. And a very powerful being that Rulk ripped a rib out of okay yes and that's now on the pyramid ship that's also on the pyramid ship yeah now the is that leviathan that dead leviathan was eventually defeated by the the worm gods and the hive defeated is it or make a run alive or dead the leviathan yeah dead 100 percent. 100 percent. it was killed outside in the front system of um in the star system that the fundament was in when it went to defend the traveller. Okay. And the cephalopod, the cephalopod, sorry, cephalopods that had um, onto, onto light weapons. Yep. I can't say the word. I can't remember. I'm trying to say how it was actually written, but I can't. It's, I'm not even going to try. No. Ontological or something like that. Yeah. Um, because there were another species that were that were chosen by the light. Now to have two species, thinking about it, actually, good. Oh, you've got me thinking now. Yeah. Now, 
to have two species in one system chosen by the light is unlikely. Okay. Do you think these cephalopods that were trying to help protect the traveller in the, the, the system that th the fundament was in were actually following the traveller and that's what it was originally trying to do? And now he's actually managing it on Earth with the Lucent Brood, with the Guardians, with the, with the um, Elixney. I think anything's possible. And from what you said with like the Leviathan being dead and them still making a point of it in Rourke's ship with like this giant rib, I'm thinking about like with almost like a trophy. Yeah, but I'm thinking like it's something dead that's floating out in space, a bit like nowhere is in Guardians of the Galaxy, and it could be a potential place that we could visit. So like like we had with Oryx's you've, Dreadnought. You've got to remember that we can that go this, and visit. Leviathan has got to be quite big because it it imprisoned five worm gods by itself. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's just, it's going to be a place. It could potentially be a place to visit if Bungie kind of. If if eventually, like we we speculated on that, the traveller leaves the system again and we follow it. Yeah. Because this would be past. Uh, this would be past the final shape. And I think that I could be interesting. For a location at first. Sorry, they're looking for a place to go on holiday. <laughs> It'd be fun to visit. We'll just pop over for a while. Yeah, I mean, it it does bring up some interesting questions. That there's always been this thing of why are we still in our own system? Why are we not kind of fighting out in other systems or, or gone out? Because the traveler was dormant. Yeah, and I understand that. But if the traveler moves away in the next kind of story, do we then follow it? Or does the darkness then try and consume us? Or does the darkness go after the Traveller? Traditionally, the darkness will always go after the Traveller. But it will then consume what it's left. Like it did with the Elixney. And the, re and the remaining Elixney hopped on ships and tried to run, run with the Traveller. Or follow the Traveller. But the Witness seems to have a, a kind of fascination with us as Guardians. And... Possibly now Savathun with uh, the light. You know why that is, don't you? It's because I'm handsome. Mm -hmm. It's got a thing for you. It has. No, it's because uh, the first disciple, Rulk, yeah. got stomped by us. Okay. So this is going to be a, ca a case of, I believe, that he wants to replace Rulk with us. Possibly. Well, here's Avala's, you know, up for grabs. No, he's too busy grieving over his wife. <laughs> Maybe an Osiris, a lightless guardian that just, you know, needs a bit of help. We can we can speculate as much as we like, unless we actually know the plot. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about unless speculation, we as we've got you here. Let's speculate about where the story's going to be next season what do you think is going to happen next season right so we've just had a another we're basically in a darkness season now where it's uh it's scorn yes yeah, scorn and and a few cabal yes now they've previously done elixney season and we've done another cabal season previously so i think we'll move away from that and potentially back into Warmind. Okay. Do you not think there's going to be another Elixney beat 
seeing as we've been like two or three. Oh, I definitely think there'll be another one that licks me beat, but I think they've got to do something. They've hinted at the beginning of the season of this Nephili stronghold. Yeah, you brought that up last week, didn't you? Something to do with the yeah, Warmind. Yeah, which is theorised it could be potentially cloud storage of um, Rasputin. Yeah. So it's his, it's his backup drive, basically. So potentially what we could be looking at is into next season is actually putting Rasputin into an exo frames, say, and moving into getting all his backup files from the Nephili stronghold and driving okay. out what's in there in a weekly mission or something like that. But that's all speculation because I, I, I suspect they'll do again what they've done this season is have absolutely no trailers until the day before. Which I appreciate. I appreciate the fact that it's kind of, it's just nice to actually go in as a surprise. Go in blind completely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with it. And that's what possibly got me playing a lot more as well. Because there there wasn't the spoilers out there a month before. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have a bit of a roadmap to say, we've got an event happening here, we've got an event happening here, but, you know, that's all you're going to be told. It's nothing... We're not going to yeah, tell you any and details. And we've got a new season starting here, but that's it. Yeah. And the other thing. So you've got you've got Solstice, you've got the new season here, you've got another seasonal event here, and then throw in your Ryan banners and that into the roadmap. And that that's for me that's absolutely fine. Hmm. And even throw in the odd surprise one as well. So this season we have thirteen weeks, I believe. It says. Looking at the Eververse store, we've got 13 weeks in this season and we are currently on, uh, we, we are on week six next week. So, yep. so we've got a, now we've quite a few weeks we've left got with Solstice in between. Solstice coming up soon. Yeah. So I don't know how they're going to do that this year. I know we've got the European aerial zone with the bonfire parties, but I'm yeah. not quite sure how that's going to work. Yeah, they've, they've changed that, reworked that, but that normally doesn't have any implications on story going forward although it possibly could do. I do. I did like the way they did it the first year with the meditation missions, mm-hmm. where each time you did it, they got harder. But they seem to have moved away from that. I mean, let's face it, we just, we're trying to phase out what Ikora can do. She can just do a few meditations here and there where you get new parts of your subclass, that's it. Well, you don't even do a mission for that either. You just go and sort of like yeah. bury your head at the um, the lamp next to her and you've got them. That's all you need. That's all you need these days. So next season, season, or are we going to be season 17? No, season 18. God, racing along with seasons. We've got a reprise raid coming back. Any idea what you think it could be? I think it's going to be maybe the Taken King. No, that that was not but the Crota raid, not the Crota. Oh, Oryx. Oryx raid, yes. Parody, what do you reckon? I'm going to say they're going to bring us back King's Fall because we've had lots of things falling, Queen's falling, King's falling. <laughs> bring back King's Fall. That'll make a, a certain podcast happy. Yeah. I think, I think with that, they could... That is a potential one they could do with Lucent Hive as enemies in there a bit like we had champions in the vault of glass mm. do you think they Absolutely rework it champions. though do you think that they change up encounters i know we speculate about this every single time that they do a raid or a reprise raid that do you think will 
go off and do a different encounter a different door will open up and something else will happen or do you think that they'll change the the boss at the end do you think that it might not be oryx maybe it'll be the taken queen well i think there was mention of oryx's worm beginning to move in the rings of saturn or the remains so speculation would it be brought back and we would we have to go and take him out again and that's how they tie it in do they tie it in or do they just bring it back as a reprise raid a bit like they did with vault of glass it would be easier to do that and it would it would save a lot of lore implications mm. and they wouldn't have to write it in the story somehow <laughs> um but yeah they're probably to be fair they've got a lot going on with this with the new season they've got two years to tie all these story beats they've got going on they've got to tie them all together right, and uh, tie them up in a nice neat little bow at the end have they though or have they just got to tie up the main story and then leave the others out there for as parody likes well, to put expanded to move, universe well if it if it's going to use leave them in the expanded universe it's got to tie them up somehow into into a nice bit where it can actually put them off into another storyline somewhere else hmm. and my acceptable podcasting time has come to an end because my friends just arrived okay but i thought we were your friends yeah i thought we were <laughs> you are guess, well, you're leaving. welcome to come we... to the barbecue but it starts in about an hour <laughs> <laughs> well one, one of us has a chance to make that to the other one um not too much well, thank you very much, Arthur, for dropping Not in a... and giving us a law. So you won't be here next week. So the people, no, I won't people be can here. tune I, out I, next I, week. I will be going enjoying myself for two days in Alton Towers. Oh, rub it in. So Arthur's not going to be here next week. We <laughs> might have some law still. We, we might just do it without him and just ask each other questions about it and go, it, we have no hey, idea. If I, if, if I drop into the chat, sat by the side of the uh, splash landings, I will get in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We'll just do it without you. I, I will get error code wife and possibly <laughs> error code wife for a number of months. Fair enough. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. I'll see you later. Catch you later. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So if it's bad, then mm-hmm. it's really good, I guess. That, that's what I hear. Are you aware of a cosplayer called Cheap Cosplay Guy? Oh, you you don't know Cheap Cosplay Guy? I, I don't. No, I, I was totally unaware of Cheap Cosplay Guy up until um, this read something exact in the moment, 12th. in fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he never fails to bring a smile to their faces. Okay. Um, that's interesting. <laughs> if you... um, uh, So, yeah, so he is, you know, low-cost cosplay TH on... Or oh, sorry, low cost cosplay on on Instagram. Okay. Or no, okay, sorry. There is a th on Instagram, no th on Facebook. Anyway, if you click the link in the twab, yeah, the second thing he has up there right now is a Iron Man cosplay that is um just kind of beautiful. <laughs> I'm gonna have to click this now. I'm gonna have to do a respawn and click. And... It is it, it is indeed a a low low cost cosplay. It. it mm-hmm. It checks out. So, so he does cosplay in the, you know, both delightful, but you know, sort of the easiest way possible. 
<laughs> and the reason they're telling us this is because they want to have a little fun themselves in the Destiny community for Bungie Day coming up on the 7th of July. That's what it looks like. Okay. Got any fancy blue eyeshadow? Sounds like a great Zavala cosplay to me. I think my wife would purple kill bathrobe? me if I used all of that. What about purple bathrobe? You could be Ikora. Uh, she does have a oh, purple oh. bathrobe. Oh, there you go. Uh, so yeah, they, they want to see us get creative with the new out-of-closet cosplay competition. So get your weird on, because they're taking submissions. Uh, so per- to participate and have yourself a chance of getting featured in our special Bungie Day 12 update, upload your, quote, cheap cosplay, takes on social media, use the Shreds of Light half hashtag. So Shreds of Light, all one word. And, uh, yeah, they're looking for your cheap cosplay. Do, takes do they for tell us Bungie what Day, we're so- going to get as a, a present? Is it a real-life Telesto? Uh, you'll get featured in a special Bungie Day Twa and have the either admiration or horror of, you know, possibly millions of people across the internet seeing your, your best cheap cosplay. I might try it. I might not. We'll just have to see. Uh, well, they do say Telesto must have been a little fe- feeling a little left out with that th- because uh, they think they've wrestled back control. <laughs> For now. Fair enough. I did see that it's back with so, Banshee, so it must be working all right. Is it, though? It, it does, is that a sign of it working well? Possibly. <laughs> is that a sign of it doing what it wants? <laughs> um, so did you see any of the talk about the movie in the Arts of the Art of Week, uh, Art of the Week last week? No. Although this, this, this Titan, Light and Thunder one, I saw circulating the internet this week, and it's just, Bungie, well, this is what we want Arc 3.0 to be. <laughs> We we just want to be Thor. Just, we just go, you know. That's that's this this is the life we want to live. But yeah, so w- what was the stuff from last week? Well, it's, well, it was interesting, and I threw it in, into the round of we'll get to in a okay. little bit. But I saw well, I saw Cheese say that you know both both winners of the movies of the week were removed and are not getting their emblems. The Cowboy Bebop and the Beauty of Rage one. He oh, says okay. further proof the movie of the week needs clear rules. I guess. And he linked from somewhere. I guess they updated the TWAP because it says update on 622. We uncovered violations from several of the creators for both movie of the week winners and decided to remove them. And we won't be issue- issuing emblems. Are, th- are are there rules around movie of the week? Like, are th- I, I kind of thought it was a, you know, go make a fun thing and, you know, submit it to Bungie. Like, are there, are there Maybe rules that we're aware of? Maybe if they're using content or something. Don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know because yeah, I was like obviously, and I even saw one of the creators on Twitter being I think of, I don't remember which video of just basically saying like what did we do wrong, like what rule what rule did we violate so we could not violate it in the future? So it's I mean I guess it's you know it's just a, it's a fun competition, but it also it's it's like this just feels it feels bad it feels bad man. It, it's weird because it it feels like they. They look at what's out there for that week about two minutes before the 12 goes live and goes, that one, that one, that one. Then they realize Mm -hmm. after they've done the fact, because they did this about a month ago, didn't they? Where they had to make a a statement saying something to do with emblems being handed out and not shouldn't be handed out and people weren't involved or should be involved or claiming they were involved in a video and things like that. So they they made quite clear at that point that there there were certain rules to it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah, they should take yeah, a little but... bit more time in looking at some of these movies of the week. 
because th- there was that thing wasn't there at the end of one of the videos there was something inappropriate that somebody like mm-hmm. they obviously hadn't watched to the end of the video and i can appreciate they've got hundreds of these to go through but then just m- maybe have it on a, a week behind kind of rotation so that at least you've kind of you're looking at stuff for maybe that week from two weeks ago kind of thing mm-hmm. don't don't kind of you know, or, or yeah can hand the internal list and be like all right watch these all the way make sure there's nothing that'll <laughs> make sure there's nothing in here that we'll have to like take down or explain later yeah give give and, me five of know, them let good. me watch them and i will select which one right right yeah yeah so yeah i mean again you know again cool cool art and cool movies but yeah it's just like the like weird seemingly unnecessary controversy around oh something you know something happened something was violated and it's like where uh, i sort of expected there this week to be like hey and just a reminder like here's what the rules are here's the guidelines to follow or you know some level of clarity but all they say is you know the drill by now don't forget to tag us with those sweet art sweet sweet art artist creations by using hashtag aotw destiny 2 art or motw tags for a chance to be featured that's it okay that, that's it that's the tweet <laughs> so just be aware maybe don't steal other people's content don't use anybody's music it just has to be all original stuff maybe yeah, don't yeah don't except for obviously it's all you know based on the work of Bungie and destiny 2 so uh, you know i guess use destiny 2 stuff and not other stuff i again i i don't know it just i, I looked for i looked for a little bit of clarity this week and did not did not see anything obvious so I guess submit and uh, good luck. Yeah. So I think that that's that's mainly it for the majority of the trial. But then tucked right down at the bottom, we have Eyes Up Guardian. Mental health is important, which I would have thought would have been important to be at the top of the trial, since we're talking about mental health. Snuck it in right after all the art in the movies. Mm. So, as promised, we wanted to provide some additional resources for guardians out there that may be taking the season of the haunted storyline to heart. We have loved hearing your stories and are so humble that you trust us with such sensitive memories. If you feel like everything is a little too much, or that you would like to add some tools to that old mental health toolkit, please don't hesitate to reach out to the resources available for help. To learn more about the tools to help you when you need them most, visit. Uh, where is it? Where are we visiting today? Yeah, Bungie. Yeah, I mean, bungie.net slash mental health will get you there. Yes. So bungie.net slash mental health will get you to their, you know, help.bungie.net article that has a much longer URL that'll get you to re- to all the resources. And they link, you know, again, just everything, you know, suicide prevention, self harm, addiction, anxiety, you know, bullying, and cyberbullying. That doesn't happen in video games. No. And yeah, just just a number of resources for that are both U.S. and non-U.S. centric. So I know a lot of things. Where you always hear, you know, here's here's the U.S. line, the U.K. line for that, or here's the number you can text. Mm. Their resources, even just, I mean, just looking at the bullying and cyberbullying, U.S., Canada, Mexico, U.K. and Ireland, Australia, France, Germany, Spain, South Korea, Poland, Russia, and a number of other countries. So they have a number of different places you can call, places you can text, uh, video chat, deaf crisis lines, all these, you know, all these resources that are not just one single country specific. So again, if you are having problems, you need someone to talk to, you know, whether you're in crisis or not in crisis, this is a good place to start looking for those, those resources. Um, and, you know, they also link out to Guardian Mental Health, 
which is a group of, you know, of fellow guardians of people who play the game and people who are gamers who also want to, you know, make themselves available for knowing, you know, the world is hard. <laughs> Things, the world is hard. You have stress. You are not alone. And that's one, one thing that we hear, you know, time and time again. And it's also hard to, hard to remember, especially when you're younger is you feel like whatever struggle you're going through is just you. And like, you know, nobody else could possibly have this struggle. Millions of other people are having the same struggle. So, you know, sometimes it's, you know, you you don't want to call a crisis, reach out and look for a therapist or go that route. You know, Guardian Mental Health is a good place to start. And they, you can find them at guardiansmh.org. They also have a Guardian Mental Health podcast. You like podcasts? We're a podcast. Everyone likes podcasts. It's, it's, you know, and that's your way. And they also have a guardiansmh.podby.com podcast. I'm sure it's also linked from their site. And I went looking because I remembered a ways back that Guardian Downcast had had a couple of the guys from Guardian Mental Health on their show. Okay. So if you, if you want to do some deep cuts, you can go all the way back to episode 25. That's called On the Job Training featuring Chris3711, who tells his story about sort of getting involved with Guardian Mental Health and he also comes back on episode 77, write it down. So that's Chris 3711. And they also talked to uh, Average Joe in episode 74, French Men Wearing Thong. Don't be fooled by the silly title. He is the founder and director of Guardians Mental Health, formerly the Saint 14 Project. So if you just, you know, if you just want, I don't know, want more information about the project or want to sort of hear from, you know, just, you know, the people behind it, you know, uh, I'd say start with the Average Joe podcast. Episode 74 of Guardian Downcast is a great place to start. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they're just other guys who play games, who just want to be a resource and just want to help and just want to, you know, if you need someone to reach out to and just talk, you know, that's a good place to start. I know a number of people in our Discord have reached out saying, hey, if you need someone to talk to, you know, reach out. You know, we're gamers. We find our community among other gamers. So, you know, just because you're struggling, hell, we're all struggling right now. We're all struggling with all sorts of things. The world is hard. Yeah. You know, don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to look for those resources. And, you know, don't be afraid to look for a therapist there. You may have to wait. My, my wife, is, my wife's a therapist and she, you know, kiss, I mean, continues to have calls of people looking for services, looking for help. And every therapist she knows is in the same boat right now. You know, again, the world is hard. We're all suffering in one way or another. We're all dealing with our traumas. But if you're if you're looking for therapy, I know Psychology Today in the U.S. PsychologyToday.com will give you a, you know, you can put in sort of where your state is, what your zip code is, help you find therapists in your area. Um, I don't know if they do international. This is where again, go go to Gar- go to Bungie's resources. They have a much better set of of international resources for you. But, you know, if you're looking for therapy, you know, the, there are people out there, you know, therapists, there's, there's such a stigma around therapy and dealing with trauma and dealing with the stuff in your life. But so whether you're looking for, you know, saying I need a therapist to work things or just, I need someone to talk to because I'm having a real bad day, week, month, whatever, you know, there are people out there. There's plenty of resources. Hopefully we can help point you in the right direction. We'll put these links in the show notes as well. Yeah. Sometimes you don't actually need a therapist therapist maybe you just need somebody to talk to and listen for them to listen to you to get it off your chest and I find that sometimes that just speaking to my friends of like in game just having a quick chat you know it takes that 
pressure off of you knowing that you've kind of shared it and sometimes they have their own view sometimes they're just quiet and just let you kind of release basically and just get it off of yourself so that it's not weighing down on you and I, I honestly didn't know that people were suffering from like anxiety imposter syndrome and depression from the like the story beats that were happening in this season I mean that's pretty hard hitting for something in game for to be affecting people but then people are affected by lots of different things and it you know it's a very complex thing this this life that we lead indeed yeah and yeah this has not been a this has not been a light season if you've been following the story piece if you've been running around shooting aliens great run around shooting aliens <laughs> continue yeah but uh, were you aware that, that like the story beats had been having this kind of effect on some people or a little bit because i i'd seen a couple of articles of people saying like destiny you know you know, of, of of all the things on my 2020 Destiny 2, my space looter shooter, like dealing with trauma in like a, you know, a healthy and sort of educated way was not on that card. So I've seen a couple of people sort of, again, who are sort of in these, I don't know if they're, I mean, it's other gamers sort of, you know, calling this out, hmm. you know, who have been through struggles going, I was not expecting this. And it's, it's it, you know, one, yeah, it sort of hit me hard as, you know, as the gamer's you know sort of struggling with these issues but also you know destiny sort of doing it right and doing it well i guess yeah so i've seen a couple of people call it out that actually i i, I was like i should send my wife this article and i'm going it's 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 destiny she's just gonna ignore it not, <laughs> not even care so <laughs> i mean you see like tv programs yeah, so sort of, don't you that that they'll have like a, a sensitive issue they'll probably give you a warning at the beginning saying that this may affect some people and then at the end they'll give you a list of numbers or mm-hmm. places that you can kind of contact to get in, involved and it it was wasn't something until kind of reading this week's 12 that i was aware that this was something that we were that was actually happening in game you know as you said it, it's a game where you just go and shoot aliens i just and i follow the story of like oh you know this is happening and that's happening and i've got complete like blinders onto the rest of what's going on and what could be affecting people but it's, yeah it's um it's good that they're actually trying to incorporate that into the game and and get people s- some help and and talk but as i said i find it easier to talk to my friends and talk to my clan mates and things this is my yeah, kind of therapy yeah. talking to these guys each week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's, and at the end of the day, it's just, yeah, it, it's finding it out. Like that's what my wife says all the time to her clients. And to me, it's like, you know, find, you know, find someone you can talk to, find someone you can joke with, find someone you can share these thoughts, feelings, fears with. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to be a professional. It doesn't have to be anything more than just, Hey, let's go run from strikes and talk about life. Yeah. Like, you know, do it. You know, we all, we all need different things and we all handle, stress and anxiety and things differently so you know figure out what works for you and do that and hopefully it's you know something something productive and it's not you know not destructive and if again if you need the resources the resources resources are out there if you need someone to say let's go play trials and scream at people stomping us and that's how you can feel better go do that or if you want somebody to actually listen to what you're talking about respawn is actually a good listener so you can always contact him there we go yeah, Discord's a powerful tool. It is. Reaching out to your communities. You're you always think you're alone until you reach out for help and realize no, we're all in the same big boat together. And speaking of respawn. So 
this just you're just gonna have to pre- pretend you hear the screaming i'm sorry singing child and and the dogs this week that, that that's his life right now so just just hear hear the dog in the background hear the scream singing of his children and then you're good i i went deep trying to find for for, for those who are not aware yesterday our Supreme Court here in the U.S. overturned basically the decision that made abortion legal in this country and protected it. So now it's sort of up to the 50 states to individually make these decisions. So if you're seeing a lot of emotion or silence out of your creators, out of people who you follow, and they're U.S.-based, this is why. Uh, there's there's a lot of, you know, if you're, if you're not U.S.-based, you may be going, the fresh world happened over there. That's what happened over there. And that's also why Bungie updated their, you know, Bungie supports essential healthcare rights. They updated their May 4th, you know, page with the 24th saying again, the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, cut off millions of Americans with access to abortion as healthcare. And, you know, they, they don't agree with it. They're, they've taken steps to affirm this care in Washington, you know, Washington state where they lead, where they work, it's legal, but also Bungie as companies. Yeah. There's uh, the, the U S has had a rough, a rough week so there's if you're seeing a lot of, um, I'll say big emotions out of your creators and people online right now, that's why, oh. which of course brings out all of the stick to video games. These aren't politics. So sorry. That, that's sort of the, the brief lead into a report, then it gets more destiny focused as we go to earlier in the week. My pre-ramble was just sort of just sort of to, to tee up the Bungie Bungie tweeting at some guy on Twitter basically saying video games are art. Art is inherently political. We'll never stop standing up for essential human rights. Okay. And then Griffin WB, part of the Destiny Community Manager team, said, "Man, if you all don't think Destiny Two is political at all, I don't know what game you've been playing." In response to all the people being like, "Keep the politics out of the game," he's like, "Guys." Are, are you playing the same game that as, as we're making? Because I'm not sure you Yeah, there's politics, there's mental health. We've just discussed that there's so much to the game apart from just shooting aliens in the face. You sometimes have to shoot them in the chest. You also sometimes have to crush their ghost. There's lots of mm-hmm. mechanics to the game. And now I'll get you into the report roundup of the game itself. Yes. So Mr. Cheese Forever over on Twitter has posted both of last week's Movie of the Week winners were removed and not getting emblems. Cowboy Bebop and Beauty of Raids. Further proof, movie of the week needs clear rules, I guess. And then it says, we uncovered violations from several creators for both movie of the week winners and decided to remove them and won't be issuing them emblems. And that's from Bungie. Next we have Destiny Tracker. Bungie's response to having Trials Freelance permanently in Destiny 2. So Benji, permanent freelance please and thank you Bungie. And Bungie says, we hear on that. Uh, All feedback on freelance, especially this one, is being passed along to the team. So in traditional respawn, take a drink. Take a drink. Next we have Destiny 2 at Destiny 2 The Game. Oh, sorry, at Destiny The Game. Stand your ground and hold those zones. Don't miss out on zone control. Live now in Crucible Labs. And apparently live next week too. No, no, that's a different one. That's control, control zones. Oh, right, right. It's the other way around. Then we have Destiny Tracker at Destiny Track. Reminder, Destiny 2 Lightfall and Season 20 will launch in early 2023. How early? We don't know. Bungie? Also, don't know. Does anybody? Later. No. Whenever the pyramid gets here. 
and oh, oh and there's our, now that we've covered it six times here, here's your seventh reminder do not use the scythe it is solar it will negate the quest that's your empty grief quest for this week which i went over they went over in the twelve. we're now going over in the respawn to report roundup so again next week when you have your arc don't use the scythe just stay with arc slam things throw things that are arc electric electric is your friend for next week's challenge anyway and that was from pinge over on twitter and then we have log at log power slave destiny 2 is a video game and its community consists of people there you go just in case you weren't aware of that it's a video game yeah has people in it and it consists of people people in in the community people make it we're all people we're not just screen names we're not just avatars you know there's people respawn is though respawn is a robot is a people is oh. a people of his own making yes so are there many respawns and am i going to have to find them in severment and talk to them is is respawn just like another callus no you, you just crush the ghost lost? just crush the ghost hopefully that put an end to it and that was that's our that's our roundup and i i, I dug deep looking for looking for destiny but we're sort of we're sort of at that point in the season and again with the u.s news yesterday yeah not a lot of people are talking about destiny. Mm. but what are people showing us on youtube are they making good youtube content they must be right they are and it, it's been really funny this week the beginning of this week i suddenly got flooded in my well, on my home page of all these other destiny creators that look like they've been out there for ages all these new names that i had never seen even though i've searched for destiny many times on youtube i've got all these other new names of people that have been out there in the community oh nice there was one by the pinata pals which was bungie will never make this perk combination again and it it's definitely deacon approved it's under a minute video and it's basically going over when we have the raid rotations and this week that we've currently got the last wish one the exotic weapons in those um, missions are farmable so when vault of glass comes up the vex is farmable you can play it over and over again and this week with the last wish is 1000 voices also what they're talking about with the weapon combinations is there are certain weapons in the last wish raid for the pulse rifle the scout rifle etc etc that can roll with double damage perks now i've got one of the scout rifles that has kill clip and rampage on it but yeah so Check out the Pinata Pals video, under a minute long, Deacon approved, just basically telling you when the last wish comes up in the raid rotations, go and farm it because you'll get a chance to get these double double damage weapons until they kind of take that out of the game, which potentially could be when Lightfall happens. So you've got a good couple of months, but don't sleep on it. Uh, True Vanguard did a cold spear build, uh, which is hard to counter in Trials. Now, this was using those new gauntlets for the Warlocks. I believe these were the ones last season that you can throw out double cold snap grenades and they track and they do uh, they track for longer. Do you remember these ones for the Warlocks? Yeah, I, that, that's one of the ones I need to go spend some time acquiring. <laughs> he, he found a really, really good build for last week's trials because he found that with the close range maps it was all quite confined and they he was getting kind of choked with like all these different choke points and he found that if he put on the cold snap grenades and used these uh gauntlets these exotic gauntlets it kind of helped 
him and the team because he was just freezing people and then just tearing into them with sidearms, burning them down. Because once you've killed one person, it then goes and tracks to another person depending on your, your kind of setup. But it looked really cool. So go and check that one out. Uh, we have Olafmi. Olafmi has a turn solar into poison. Warlock solar 3.0 build. This is with the Austria Strega submachine gun with the catalyst. Now, this was something that I completely forgot that I needed to go and get it to a certain level at the crafting table. I could then go and get the catalyst put onto it and make this weapon amazing. Uh, so I've gone and done that now, but this is with the... Just reminded me of another thing I had to go do. <laughs> so with the Necrotic Grips and the Austria Strega submachine gun and the snap ability with the solar, when you do that snap, it kind of goes out um, and does that fire, but it also poisons them with this build. It looks amazing in PvE. So Oh, that's filthy. Yeah, it's just constantly proccing. And when you get a kill with the Austria Strega with the catalyst, it fills up the magazine. So when it's triggering the poison through the snapping or doing getting the kill from that, it just kind of fills the magazine up to over 100. On the submachine gun, it's amazing. So, yeah. Do they just make the sweet business obsolete? Maybe. <laughs> For warlocks, anyway. Yeah. Uh, now oh, this amazing. This was something I wasn't aware of, that people were struggling to still get the Xenophage, the exotic... Uh, machine gun in 2020 but time sausage gaming has got you covered with a solo guide on how to complete that that will be in our show notes ibontis and i, I didn't mention the bug that was there for months yeah ibontis has the bobbleheads and the callous automaton uh, location for week five i didn't i forgot to say that last week i'd put it in the previous week where the podcast came out so late i was able to put three and four in our show notes but then further down last week, I put them all together in our season kind of guides. So again, this will be in the main section this week. And then next week, you'll have the week five locations. But because they are selectable seven missions, you can go in at any point and collect these up until the point you've got all of them. So Ibontis has got the guide for the week five locations for Rage. And, and he's also got how anyone can solo the duality dungeon hour and a half long but it's a complete walkthrough for all classes so if you want to solo it to get some of the triumphs done i'm thinking about it but that's what i'm doing at this point in time i'm thinking because <laughs> it it's going to be one of them things that i tried doing the one on the uh, what should we call it the uh, what was the first dungeon that we had on the Dreaming City? That's a bit of heresy. Uh, no, the other one. You know the one I mean, anyway. Oh, I, I absolutely do. And my brain is just going, we are not going to... People are shouting at this, at this point, and I've, I'm not even mm -hmm. going to look it up. I'm just Shattered going, Throne. Shattered Throne. You've ruined it. Shattered Throne, yes. So <laughs> I've tried to do that many a times, and I get to the Ogre, and I always choke at the ogre. I just, I don't know what it is about that ogre. I choke and I die. And other people have done it so easily. I've watched so many guides on it. I just, so. Have have, have you tried running it with one of these, like, you know, builds? Because there are a couple out there. I mean, for the Warlock and the Titan, where it's, you know, they say you're basically immortal. 
you know, run through and solo your way through raids. I'm thinking. Again, solo, I'm thinking. Solo or, or, or void, void builds. There's a couple. I've seen, uh, I can't remember who, if it was a video or I just saw people on Twitter talking about using the Repulsor Brace to replace Bastion on the Titan Void class. Hmm. And then you could even build stronger into into that using those Repulsor Brace perks on certain weapons. So, yeah, there's, I mean, I, I'm never going to try it because I, I don't have to bang my head against that particular wall but i'm gonna say there's 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 opportunity with with all of the the 3.0 reworks there's yeah there, there there's is a way opportunity and For, friends in the world tell me night demon how you got through it and give him tips because i know i know he wants to do this he wants to conquer that and stand over it laughing and just emptying his his entire 100 100 you know shot uh osteostriga into that or into that ogre's face i do i, I really want to man. kill that ogre he he wants to get this done he wants he wants this to happen he'll play it off like he's like he's thinking about he wants this more i won't say more than anything because that's iron band yeah second second thing he wants possibly and i suppose the good thing is about the dungeons they don't lock your loadout so you can change subclass you can change your exotics you can change your weapons mm-hmm. so with each encounter you can change it up but yeah, it's just, it's one of those things. It's like my white whale. I just can't seem to get it done. I can do other things solo flawless. Just, I, I did the presage solo flawless. It's just, hmm. these other things just really mental block. That's just, all it is for just, me. Just but there are videos out there like uh, Ubuntu's is one, how anyone, anyone can solo that duality dungeon. So I may just be that only one, anyone. You might be as well. So you could have a look at that video. And then finally, we have Cheese Forever. You can stun lock bosses and GM Nightfall bosses. And this is with the Hunters and I believe the Arc uh, Punching that you can do. I uh, can't remember what it's called now. Uh, and we haven't got a Hunter here to tell us, so it doesn't really matter. But you you kind of know. If you're a Hunter, you know. It's where you do your punch. And unless you kill somebody, it doesn't take away your melee but it also stunlocks bosses and it's really helpful for kind of GMs and things like that. So have a look at Cheese's video. Have a look at Cheese's channel because he has a plethora of cheeses available. Also, as always, Plunder the Booty. Swiss channel. Plunder the Booty, just every day, different build. Just that, that guy's phenomenal. Just permanently linked in our show notes for this season anyway and possibly next season because he's just amazing with the amount of work that he puts into his build so check those out yeah basically just just if you go to youtube and you're not sure exactly where to go cheese forever under the booty just start there every day all day there will be something there for you guaranteed yeah and if you know of somebody that is doing fantastic work like we found like i found this week like the pianata pinata pals we had truds last week and uh, one of the other ones i can't actually pronounce if you know somebody that's done a really cool video post it give send me a link tell me why it's amazing and we'll get it out there to everybody else yeah there's plenty i mean it, it's you, you know to 19 minutes point it's a massive community you, you're like oh i know i know, I know people doing cool stuff and then you see somebody else pop up and go oh my god look at this incredible person that's one thing I, I enjoy about the community uh, community spotlight Bungie has done because you're like, oh, I've, you know, the first couple is like, oh, I've heard of a bunch of these folks. And then they get into these deeper cuts and, and different people and you realize just how massive this community is. And there's people out there specializing in everything and doing all sorts of stuff. So yeah, if, and if you have a channel, you're like, I do cool stuff. I do cool lore readings. I do cool videos. Here's a cool build I built. Send it to us. We, we're always, we're always hungry for more things. And Night Demon 
you know, he, he runs out of YouTube to watch. He needs more. He's insatiable. You just need to keep feeding that beast. I've kind of spaced it in between TikToks now. TikToks come in between of me watching YouTube, which is really bad. Because <laughs> they don't give me no, too much Destiny information. That just fries my brain. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that. Other, I've seen, the, the algorithm has served me a couple of like Destiny 2 TikToks, but it's usually like, you know, people making, you know, people doing little funny skits about the classes. Yeah, are there people doing good Destiny content on TikTok? If so, you know, you know, tell us about them. We're, we're on TikTok. We're old, watching and consuming. Not making, consuming. So happy to consume Destiny content everywhere it exists. Yeah. And I, I guess that's it for this week. There's not much else to discuss because we don't have anybody raging out about stuff. I know. I, 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 again, there's, there's, there's been no screaming. I think that there's been barely a curse word. I, I, it's, I, I don't know quite what to do with ourselves other than I guess it's time to say thank you for joining us. Your titans are parody and night demon. Your lore scribe is not ARF. No respondent in real life is currently not responding in real life, but will be back with us next week. Possibly. You can email the show at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter or on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Again, everywhere you want to be, everywhere you want to find us, we're out there. You can find all your favorite guardians setting nightmares ablaze, asking for directions to the underbelly, and hunting the keys for the opulent loot, trying to get those precious, precious red weapons to make more red weapons you should listen to the show on apple Podcasts, google play spotify audible everywhere fine podcasts are sold and if you want to see the video version of this show every single week it's on youtube you know where to find it and uh do you have any parting advice for the people night team or until if not then uh, we'll see them next week enjoy the game for the game there you go goodbye everyone goodbye Destiny 2 Podcast. But, but you do know I've been practicing. I've been practicing my Irish accent all week. And it's turned out pretty good now. But now I was all ready to read this out, but you've already done it for me. I have. Yes, and I if I if I go like this as well, I can keep on going. But hey, I've been practicing that and you Oh. I'm disappointed. <laughs> well, the, there's many more law pages that we can record with your Irish and fake Irish accent. There will be opportunities. There definitely yes. will be. Also, the benefit of not doing a live show. There's no live audience to hear you waffle and take drinks. I'm not sure if I should just carry on or if I should wait for the Nintendo man to return to me. As it's just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Mm.